0: Hello everybody, my name is John Funderburk, I am back from Miami and we're here to talk about the Game of Thrones and the episode Eastwatch and I'm here with my co-hosts, Andre and Diana. So what did you guys, first of all, how are you guys doing?
1: Good. Doing well, how are
0: you? little uh, voice is a little hoarse, but I'm I'm, I'm feeling fine. So what, what did you guys think of the episode tonight?
1: I was really impressed by this episode. I I I really enjoyed the big things that happened and I I really enjoyed the little Easter eggs, a little, little hints that they dropped us to
2: it was less an action episode and more a you know informational episode, but yeah. we need we needed that you know it definitely brought the story forward and revealed there were a lot of big revelations which uh, we will talk about. Yeah, I think <laughs> they blew
1: past past one big revelation. They just kind of dropped it in there and they just kept going right. and it was just like oh my goodness, did you hear what they just said? Boom! Like what, for example? Well, I mean, we uh, can get into it in our drop the mic moments. Uh, do you want to get into that now? Uh sure. Let's go for it. All right. Uh, This might be Diana's, but my big number one drop the mic moment, besides all the big things that happened, was today at the Citadel, we saw Sam and Gilly talking about what they were reading. Gilly was reading from a book saying that she saw written in that a maester annulled the marriage of a Prince Rhaegar. And Sam did not even think to ask her what in the world she was talking about. All right. Did you hear that, Diana?
2: Yes, that was definitely my number one drop the mic moment was yeah, the revelation that Prince Rhaegar annulled his marriage and married Liana. Therefore, John is John Targaryen, the rightful heir to the throne of all of Westeros. He's
1: true born Targaryen. That's exactly. unbelievable. Like that is what we've been speculating about for literally years. We we're finding out that he's not just a bastard son of Rhaegar Targaryen. Not even like a second marriage son of Rhaegar Targaryen. True born son of both the House Stark and House Targaryen. Literally bringing ice and fire together. We have confirmation canonized in an episode. I think that as much as this episode was interesting. As much as it had these characters are brought together. This was the most important thing that we saw today.
2: Yes, I definitely agree. Uh, And he's now... I mean, with with that revelation that he's the trueborn son, he is the rightful heir to to all of Westeros. Right. It's not you know not Daenerys, not not anyone else. Like he he is the rightful heir. You know, his father was the heir to the throne, and his father, you know, was killed, and that leaves him number one in line of succession to inherit the throne. That brings up so, a good question
1: in my mind, like because Rhaegar was crown prince, meaning he was heir apparent. Rhaegar never. Ascended to the throne, I guess is, you know, did Rhaegar die before the Mad King or did the Mad King die before Rhaegar? So Rhaegar did become king in name and then his son would become king, or um, did he never ascend the throne because he was dead and then, you know, maybe because of that, Daenerys would be ahead of John?
2: I feel like I should know this and I don't remember. For some reason, I. For some reason, I feel like they both die the, at the same time. Like yeah, there's not specific. They went, like, like they, that. like they went to go kill the Mad King and King's Landing, and then at the same time, he was killed. Let me, you know, let me look that up. I'm gonna look it up.
1: While we look that up, John, what is your uh, drop the mic moment of the episode? What I did today was I went through and rewatched all of this
0: season over again, so I can kind of. Understand what they're doing with the characters and see where they're going after rewatching it. I see that talk Daenerys had with various You know that talk they had initially where we yeah. thought that I, I I see that a different light now um, in hindsight and I see how John showing compassion to the house of Karstark and the house of Umbrum or what was what, what's she what's the Umber. name of that? Umber. Umber. Uh-huh. yes. Yes, I see that and how that was important that I, th- I honestly think that we are going, that Daenerys will not be the, will not inherit the throne at all. I think that it will either be John, or even Gendry. So my drop the mic <laughs> moment was, uh, okay, hey, hey.
2: Okay, it's okay. We've had this exact like back and forth before and then you always end up being right so I'm just gonna shut up <laughs> I'm sorry no my I'm with John, you on the John thing my, but Gendry.
0: sorry go ahead my you no know, because I think that I think that the way when when I when I reach back to see John's life he's always putting himself on the edge and I don't see him he's a guy that makes the way for the rightful person to be on the throne he's not designed to be on the throne because he's always on the leading edge of something and I see him making the way for who he thinks should be on the throne not actually sitting on the throne and the introduction to Gendry um, that we haven't talked about at all in none yeah, of our podcasts talked about it was amazing yes Gendry yeah it was amazing and um, I see him being the heir to the throne so my drop the mic moment was the introduction of Gendry <laughs>
2: oh my god I mean I, I think Gendry's can...
1: gonna play an important role I, I think he's positioning <laughs> himself to be I mean he's submitting himself to Jon Snow in that scene he went Jon is like hey what can I do What what can I do to help you I'm sick of serving the Lannisters I want to serve you and I feel like I see what you're saying, that John's kind of always on that leading edge of, like, making the making the way clear for somebody else. But I disagree with that. I feel like everybody else is, you know, John's been faithful to, to do what he's been called to do, whether that's serving the Night's Watch and then fill leadership roles and whether it's ranging beyond the wall. He's done everything he's been asked to do, and people trust him, and they select him as their leader, right. both in the Night's Watch and in the north. People selected him as king of the north, not because he wanted it, but because people trusted him and led them.
2: So I actually saw in this episode, it seemed like he was finally being more accepting and owning the fact that he was a king. Because he had a quote straight up that I wrote down because I wanted to talk about it. uh, When he was telling Daenerys that he was going to leave and she said, I don't give you permission to leave. And he said, I don't need your permission to leave. I am a king. And he said it in a, this very kingly, sort of confident way, almost that uh, like he's finally owning the position that, that, that he's king and he's mm. realizing like I am a king, you know? And um in regards to the Gendry thing, like like I feel like that's so far fetched. I feel like that's that's like saying Tormund is gonna sit on the Iron Throne. It's like like Gendry, like, he has no <laughs> claim to the throne whatsoever. There's not even like a slight link. Like yeah, the Gendry's people the people best. still need some sort of for
0: people neither, to did Robert, they're, 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 neither did Robert Baratheon. Robert, no, but Baratheon, Robert Baratheon was, was descended still,
2: from Targaryens. Right. Well, he still came. Like he wasn't a bastard, and he still came from a proper upbringing. And like no one's ever gonna bend the knee to a guy from Flea. But like he's just a minor ca- character. Like I just. He's an important minor character. I don't see
1: character. that happening.
2: I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't even classify him as important yet. I mean, I. I thought it was kind of weird that they brought him back. To be honest, I, I, I Henry, see
1: himself giving his life beyond the wall. I, I definitely yes, see that.
2: Agreed. I see him as being a side character that they're bringing in, you know, just to have more support for the whole, you know, crew up at Eastwatch. But I don't think he has much to contribute in the way of the actual plot. Okay.
0: So, okay. Okay. So you're saying that this character who we've seen since season one.
2: He's he was not, only he was in one season. season. Yeah,
1: he was in the season. I think it was three leading up to... I believe, correct me uh, if I'm wrong, it was the season either leading up to or right after the Battle of the Blackwater. That would make it three or four. Excuse
0: me. Right. We, we, saw him, we saw him in the first season when Ned Stark went to go visit him.
2: Okay, first of all, Gendry is yeah, not...
1: Maybe you're right. Yeah, Gendry
2: Good is call, not John. a right. Gendry is not a character in the books. Okay, Gendry is a character that the show made up to fill a position that they needed to, you know, for like, there were well, a, all this, right. like many of the scenes that Gendry is given in the show were done by like a multitude of characters in the books, but they decided to like combine instead of having 12 different characters more in the show, they're like, let's combine all of these things and make this new show character Gendry.
1: Right. I mean, so, yeah, you're but, absolutely right. I mean,
2: yeah. So the, the fact that he's not even in the books, like, I'm sorry, he's not going to be some like major player that has, some huge role in how things end up. I just think they needed, like, a, a you know, a, to bring... First of all, there's been a lot of people in the community, in the, like, online, you know, Game of Thrones fandom that have been, like, bring Gendry back, you know, just because he was a good character right. and everyone was watching him. So I think they kind of, it was kind of some...
1: A little bit uh, of fan there. service Fan service to bring him...
2: Yeah, exactly. Some fan service to bring him back. And
1: closing and, a loop on a storyline. He rose out, you know, towards... Uh, King's Landing, and you never heard from him again. I feel like we needed some closure on that. and I think we're going right, to get exactly. it as we see Gendry being killed by a White Walker, which brings me to my second drop-the-mic moment. Um, seeing Jon, Tormund, Gendry, the Hound, Jorah, Thoros, Beric all go through the gates at Eastwatch by the sea. Who knows what they're going to see. To me, that was like the ultimate motley crew. I don't know if anybody in that group really trust each other. Maybe Gendry trusts John about that's about it. Like that, that whole conversation they had right before they went through the gate, um, was, I think it was excellent. It was some of the best television I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. I thought that was really cool that all, I like, they talked about in the after show that all of these characters have some history with each other in the past. And, um, I mean, we could talk all day about oh, this this one knows that one from this right. episode, and this one knows that one for that episode, and then you know there's backstories in the books and all this and that. So they all have these backstories with each other that they know each other from the past, right. and some of them hate each other, and so the fact that they're kind of coming together, yeah, to make this this little power for crew. For
1: example, they're setting kinda... up Jon and Jorah as competition for Daenerys's heart. Obviously, you saw that. Like Daenerys says bye to two men. <laughs> they made a point to show that. They show Tormund and Jorah. Obviously Jorah is gonna have a problem. well Tormund's gonna have a problem with Jorah. His father like hunted them and, and vice versa. Uh Gendry's gonna have a problem with uh, you know, the the people who follow the red god because the red witch like tried to murder her. Like Thoris right. is gonna have a problem. You know, it just it just goes round and round and they all unite for a specific reason. And I think it's really cool. Like all the things that are happening in our culture right now, you know, whatever side of the aisle that you, you subscribe to seeing those men, you know, albeit all white men, but you see all these men from all these different backgrounds kind of come together for a common cause and kind of work it out and say, yeah, yeah. the greater enemy is beyond the wall and then go after it, you know, in a very brave way, not cowardly. Um, that right. was really cool.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to put all of those differences aside and there might be some like playful banter and references uh, to their past relationships. But I but I think they're all going to end up being kind of bros in the long run.
0: My uh, my second drop the mic moment was actually not a particular moment, but it was the storytelling of this show. They don't. Because we're only seven episodes in, they don't waste time. So the opening scene started out with we saw immediately that Jamie was alive. So that wasn't, you know, a question. I like how the show moved. I like how that we go from Jamie is alive to Jamie actually talking to Cersei and having to report what happened and seeing her reaction. Um, I think Cersei may be up for an award this year because she is playing the role of her role extremely well, where she is doing a lot of nonverbal communication with her body language, with the way that she's delivering her lines. um uh, she looked totally fierce and control um even with her own you know lover slash brother right. slash confidant she was she was the ruler of that scene and she was the main person whenever she's with whenever she is on the screen, she she takes over the screen. so. Um, and she worked Jamie so hard;
1: it's unbelievable.
2: Can we can we just talk about her fake pregnancy?
1: Yes. Do you, I was going to ask you guys that. Do you think that pregnancy is real, or is she using no. it to manipulate Jamie?
2: Dude, this is the sure way for her to ensure Jamie's allegiance to her and ensure that he's faithful to her because he's not going to. He's not going to hurt his his only you know, heir, who you know right. if, if she is pregnant. So. I don't know, but at the same time, like, I wanted, so I I wanted so badly to think immediately, like, oh, she's just playing him. There's no way that she's actually pregnant, because, you know, she has so much self-interest in just faking this, because it it would do so much for her. But then, I thought about the scene afterwards, and I remembered that right before he walked into the room, she was with Kyburn and she said to him, and he, or rather, he said to her, I can get you something for it, and she said, uh, something like I don't know she denied it she was like she was like no I'll be fine or or something like that and I'm like well ah, that kind of plays into the like maybe she actually is you know because like it it sort of seemed like before Jamie walked into the room they were having some sort of discussion about him giving her some sort of like medical treatment or or something so I don't know you know it's like I don't know I'm I'm calling that I'm calling it that she's lying but I'm not a hundred percent sure I don't I don't I
0: don't think she's lying at all. I think she really is pregnant. But um, I have I have another theory for you guys. Another theory, other than my ginger is going to be king theory, is that (laughs) is that Cersei is going to kill all three dragons by poisoning them.
2: (laughs) What? How is this going to happen? Like, when is she going to have like, like?
0: Because she said she said there she said there other let me let me tell you why. Um, she said there are other way to win to win wars other than armies. And she was talking to her maester when he came in. And every time they're talking in that kind of level, it's always about some kind of future plans that she have. I think she's biding her time with Daenerys and will meet with her and go about this fight with the White Walkers. And I think the dragons will defeat the White Walkers. But at the perfect time as a snake, she's going to strike and poison and kill Daenerys' dragons because that's the that, that's the defining um, obstacle she cannot overcome if, if they're alive. So I think she's after those dragons, poison-wise, because the arrows
1: didn't work. Well, I don't know if I agree with that particular theory per se, but I do agree with their sentiment that Cersei's going to find another way to fight Dirty. Um, and she even said it to Jamie. She said, you know, we need to be clever. We need to be clever like father. Father was clever. We need to not fight on a level playing field. Tywin always found a way to bring the battle to his own terms in some way, shape, or form. And then, it, John, you very well may be right. Maybe that would be the way. Maybe be another way. But uh, she's going to find another way. And another example of that is... You remember, Bron said to Jamie, "Hey, now that there's dragons involved, I'm not you know, like, our arrangements over." And before we know it, we Cersei has dug her claws into Bron. Cersei knows everything about that meeting before Jamie even comes to her. Yeah, that was creepy. Exactly. So I honestly
0: believe that I think the dragons will play a role, but I think Cersei is going to play a trump card. And from that trump card, you're going to have someone other than Daenerys have to defeat Cersei. And that's when we'll see um, your other theories come into play where it might be her brother or
1: Tyrion or someone else. Well, now that Tyrion yeah. has made contact with Jamie and if Tyrion is starting to wear on Jamie and somewhat turn Jamie against Cersei until Cersei brings up the pregnancy, I... I just can't help but think that Jaime's going to figure out that he's being manipulated by Cersei. Yes. And that's what's going to Call ultimately... To kill her. You know, whatever that... Whatever it looks like, he's going to do something about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, according to the prophecy, which we've discussed many times, she will have three kids. <laughs> no, like, she'll have three children, and they'll all die, and they <laughs> all did die. But according to the prophecy, she's not going to have any more children. This is the, the Cersei... Oh, I totally agree with you. With.
0: I... I... Yeah, I think she'd be killed before she has that child. I totally agree with you. John.
1: Yeah. So yes. What are your what is this week? How are you feeling about Jamie? Uh Jamie's my man. I, I even wow. I even went over again. <laughs> I went I went over
0: again the episode last week and he confirmed it for me this week where he said I wanted to end the war. He just he was willing to give his life to end the war. He is a true he's a true you know, True Heart Blue character, and once again, I like Bron. I'm actually scared for Bron now. Now that he's betrayed Cersei, um, I'm kind of fearful for him. But he's betrayed but... Jaime, So He's working for Cersei. Jamie, yeah. Right. No, 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 no. Bron portrayed Cersei said Bron portrayed you, and in Cersei's mind, that's portraying me.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Also have also have another theory. I think that the um I think that the person guarding Cersei, what's that guy's name again? The the house or the mountain? Whatever, whatever. what's his name? <laughs> huh?
1: The house. I like it.
2: <laughs> the mo- Uh, no, not the mountain. Yeah, the mountain. Sorry.
1: Sandor. I think. Clean. I, th- I think. I think the mountain
0: is going to fight Brienne yeah, of Tarth. Uh huh. Huh.
2: That's where I think that, uh, I don't know what what the future I, has in store for Brienne of Tarth. She just kind of hasn't been in this season. It's kind of weird. She could only.
1: Know? She had a very impressive last week. After part. beating,
0: after beating the hound, the only person she could fight in all of the kingdom that's worth her while is is the mountain.
2: Maybe, it's possible. <laughs> I, I prefer I you your dragons. <laughs> no, you know what? Here, like, can I rate your theories? All right, like. Yes. Gendry on the throne got a zero from me. Dragons being murdered by Cersei, I'll give that a solid. Seven point five. Okay. Wow. Okay. And then, uh, That's high. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because the the more that John discussed it, the more I could see it possibly happening. Her doing something that crazy. And then the third theory. What was it, Brienne fighting? I'll give that a, a 3.7
1: No, I w- I, no. But see, here's the thing. Like, if the if the mountain needs to be defeated, ultimately he's gonna have to be defeated somehow. I guess maybe the dragons, but humanly speaking, who's gonna defeat him? I don't see anybody really but
2: shown him this season.
1: Was that? He's,
2: they haven't. They've barely sh- even shown him this season. He's just kind of like a. He's her guard, you know.
1: Like a zombie in the background.
2: Yeah. Also, I wonder what's going on with Alaria and her daughter. Or she's out the care picture. Enough. She's. Do you think they're just? Do you think that's just done with? They're not even. There's nothing more to show with them.
1: When Daenerys sits the Iron Throne, they're gonna let her out, and she's gonna be pissed. But that's it.
2: And they never they never showed what uh what happened to Yara either, so obviously she's gonna come back into play yeah, at
1: some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah I can imagine it's gonna be bad.
2: Yeah. Also, can we just uh say rest in peace to the Tarleys who lasted a solid four episodes.
1: Dickon is such an idiot. Well, what a moron. No, Tyrion was ready to give absolutely. him Horn Hill. He was ready. To, hey, I come back to Horn Hill, I, man.
2: I pro- you know, I don't think that they thought that they were gonna die. I think that they thought that she was gonna imprison them or, or something else. Yeah, I really don't think that they expected that.
1: But they held hands. They knew it was coming. They knew what was gonna happen.
2: Think so? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well
0: this episode also destroyed two of our prophecies or two of our kind of thoughts. One was that the that TARDIS was gonna be some kind of factor this season. And yeah. two, um, and two with the attack on the Lannister army, and they had no idea about it. We can co- we can confidently scratch Various as being one of the, um, you know, betraying Daenerys in that way because he we would can have told them. Out, though
1: I don't know if we can scratch him out because one
0: he, he would. He would have told them about that attack. That attack totally wiped them out. If that you, attack it basically didn't totally wipe won them the out war.
1: If if you are trying to be covert, you gotta let some stuff through. You know what I mean? In order to really that's, like, but that's that's not a small thing, though. I mean, that's a total wipeout of the of the complete army. Well, that was remember, a total wipeout. said it was the tail end of the army that the the head of the ar- the head of the army got into King's Landing and got the gold through the gates. They
2: but I, I take matter. your yes. point. I take your point. Do I you guys think know.
1: Sam is gonna sit as Lord of Horn Hill?
2: Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, that would be the happy ending for him. I mean, but I, how I would see he get out
1: ha- of his commitment to the Night's Watch if he's not going to be Maester? You think he's just going to run? Like then he would.
2: Well, is when John, John, gonna pardon John is him? king, when John is king, maybe he'll change the rules for the Wall and make it so okay. that people can leave if they want to, or something. I, I don't
0: or know. J- or when is king.
2: <laughs> or Gendry when he's gang. <laughs> no, but for Sam, uh, unlike a lot of the other side characters who I could see dying this this season, like Tormund, unfortunately, maybe even Brienne. For some reason, I don't see Sam dying. I actually see him having a happy ending.
1: Oh yeah, Sam. This is Sam's so. story. Sam is telling the story. He's written it down. Uh, George R. R. Martin is Sam. Sam is George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I'm, I'm certain of it.
2: Yeah. Well, so, he's yeah. He, he's
1: been. He's been my favorite character from the beginning, as you guys know. Yes,
2: I do. Remember you saying that? And he's
0: also he's also the one who always got a girl with him, man. It's like he <laughs> rolls with his girl, you know. Everybody else, like, no one has a woman with him all the time. Not even he's done. like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, come on, baby, let's go. <laughs> Just, oh. I mean, he's like maneuvering through this sadistic, hardcore, um, battle written world with his wife
1: and his son. You know? And he has the family Valyrian steel sword. Yes, he did. And now, exactly. And nobody looking for it now. He's, he's, he's Lord lot, of one Hill. He's for
2: him. Yeah. He's gonna yeah, show he up. Yeah, definitely and, see him.
1: And he doesn't know his dad and brother are dead. That's the funny
2: part. I know. I'm so sad. I feel bad for him. I don't think he's gonna care about his dad being dead, but I, I think his brother. I think that's gonna get at him a little bit because his brother was like a good was a good guy.
1: And he loves they his sister not. and his mother, and they're gonna be upset right. about it.
2: Exactly. But yeah, I could see after all of this is said and done and the whole story is wrapped up, I could see him returning to Horn Hill and being the Lord,
1: Lord he could Tarly. Be, he could be Lord of the Reach. He could, he could be the, you know, he could sit at Highgarden, you know, if, uh, if there's no more Tyrells left in this awesome. version of the Thor- <laughs> Thor- anyway. <laughs>
2: in this version of it. So let's talk about Arya and the fact that Littlefinger played her like a violin and it there's- was sad.
1: It's so funny because Arya thinks she is everything. She's the bee's knees, and she, a she was bit taught cocky. well, but she got really cocky.
2: Yeah, she definitely is. So the question they is: y'all... Do you think she? Do you think she's going to fall for it?
1: Absolutely. Littlefinger so? has been plotting to separate those two. The moment she got there, yeah, you know, she—he doesn't really have to worry about Brandon because Brandon is, you know, having is on big trips. You know, he's on, you know. He's tripping.
2: He's off on acid in the corner. Exactly. I think hallucinations. Yeah,
1: and Aria. He needs to worry about separating Aria from Sansa, and, and, and honestly, it's pretty easy to set them against each other. He's just, you know, soft pedaling a little bit, and it's working.
2: Yeah. I, I was kind well, of they're... sad to see them, to see them bickering, you know, because they had such a nice reunion, or as nice as it could be for the but fact that they never really so like, cared for each other like, from
1: the beginning they knew they were there they, uh, they were from opposite viewpoints like they're both right, so much like their aria, father but
2: yeah but don't you think aria was being a little bit cruel with that whole thing with sansa like dude the girl like give the girl a break like she's been it's through true, a lot
1: that's who aria is and that's who she's been and that's who she is ab-
2: now it didn't used to be like that
1: she was like that when well, she the- was a child and she's like that now I think, no, but, but exactly.
2: You,
0: That's my point, right there. She was just the writing is so perfect because they were the same as they were when they were children, and they were the same as they are today. Despite it was amazing all they've how, gone how through, how the, still the
1: the nature in them still reverts yes. back to the meme That
2: no, but well, like Arya when they were when be, they were children, was so when they were children, it was just typical sister, you know, fighting sort of mindless nonsense. But right. now, like the stuff she said to Sansa in her their parents chambers. I mean, that, that was more than that. Like that was that could. <laughs> the
1: But the difference is when they were children, it was over petty things like, Oh, who are you going to marry? You know, I don't care. I don't want to be a lady. I want to be my own person. But now it's over life and death issues. Now that they're adults, you know, when they were children, they argued about childish things and now they're adults. And now they're arguing about things that are important, but their nature, despite everything they've gone through, kind of reverted to who they were and you know Sansa is a light like her mother actually I don't know they both have both of them in them like so I I, I we've well talked...
2: there's
1: something that
0: So, so one, one second Diana there's something that Diana said that I have to concur with and that as I was going back through the shows today there's something that I missed in that in the very beginning when the episode started off when she was portraying um, the guy that she killed the, uh, Walter Frey she said that she said that you never leave a alone you know you it, something to the fact that if you want to kill a family you have to kill everyone you can't leave a lone wolf by itself and she refers to herself as a lone wolf a lot and I think that that's how she feels now when she's talking with Sansa is mm-hmm. I'm the lone wolf I'm yeah. different from you and that and that's what's coming across.
2: I was just hoping she would be more of a Stark when she came back. You know, I, I was just hoping she would be. They would be more on the same side. And I was kind of taken aback during this episode by how Arya really seems like she doesn't even care about the family that much anymore. She really only is driven by vengeance now.
1: John's not really not. John isn't there to keep Arya in check. John was the, um, you know, the stabilizing force behind beyond Arya, when Arya and john were at winterfell right
2: and so i'm hoping maybe next episode when he comes back that maybe he can kind of pacify all of this nonsense going on between them <clears throat> at winterfell
0: so diana now now that you slam down my prophecies and theories <laughs> what, what are your what what are your give me your top three um okay where do you see our main characters going
2: I still see. Okay, I see. John has been revealed essentially to be Azora High, the prince that was promised well, and the hero that, that they've been waiting for. Okay, it has to be at this point. Come on, he, he's John Targaryen. Targaryen. He's the rightful heir to the throne. So I see that happening for him. I see him. I still see. I still see him having to murder Daenerys in some way. I still think that's going to happen. That's my theory. I still think Jamie is going to kill Cersei and I agree with Dre that it might be him him finding out that she faked the pregnancy like may be involved in having that come along <laughs> uh, what else uh, yeah that's about it for my theories I
1: definitely yeah. agree Andre? with you on Jamie killing Cersei that's the way it has to be the poetry is perfect for that um, and I think um, Jamie's gonna die too in that process um, but as far as Azora High, I don't think we're locked into knowing, you know, that we're not John locked in. But I, we have
2: a lot more evidence for it as of this episode.
1: I'm I'm less certain than you are because there's still so many variables. Um, you know, what I mean, like I'm, I'm not certain that it has to be John that, you know, has to kill Daenerys. It still could be the other way around. It doesn't. There's no I meant the pronoun is gender neutral. You know what I mean? So it still could be the other way around. It still could be literally reversed. Um, not only the fact know. that, like, they talked about in this episode, Daenerys asked John, like, what were they talking about? What was, what was uh, the Onion Knight saying when he said they put a knife in your heart? And he was like, oh. And she was like, were they just figuratively speaking? And he didn't answer the question. So to me, that leaves open you know, maybe he his life is marked for, for death at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, um, that makes
0: that theory is terrible. So you got so the to terrible. Out. What what rating do you give
1: that theory? What so you we're doing theory ratings? A That's a, a one? one. Okay.
2: John is not gonna die. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling
1: you. You just it love John. Happen. I get it. Uh, he's beautiful. You know but... what, Andre? I'm I'm subscribing to.
0: You. I'm thinking that John has to die. I'm with you on that.
2: No, you guys are so wrong. It's not all right. You know what? No, no. Do because... I don't know if he has to
1: die, but it's a good possibility. See... He's already dead.
2: I will be redeemed when my theory comes true.
0: The more I think about it, I was on. I I didn't even talk with Dre about this, but I was thinking that they're really setting up John to die because he's just always out front. I mean, if he was always out front, always conquering, then he became king. That's kind of like, you know, obvious story writing. You follow what I'm saying? Here, I don't a... think that Game of Thrones is that obvious.
2: Maybe they're going to have a child.
1: What if what if John not. is the sun that rises in the west and then his death is the setting in the east? In the meantime, Daenerys is impregnated by John. That's such a terrible verb, <laughs> um, adverb, whatever. Um, and then their their son is born after that, after John is already dead. So son ri- rose in the west. He became king. He's set in the east. He dies east watched by the sea. Some, well, somehow he gets with Daenerys, has a child with Daenerys, he's dead already, you know, that to me fulfills that part of the prophecy and I don't know, it's just like there's so many more possibilities is what I'm saying.
2: I still believe in my Lightbringer theory that he will obtain Lightbringer and then he will stab her through the heart just like Azor Ahai did to they, his one true love.
1: But Miss Sandy made such a big point to say doesn't have to be a man, so it's obviously they mean it's going to be a woman.
2: Right, but the more we get into the show and they're dropping all this his, you know, historical, you know, background info and everything on John, the more it's making sense that it's him. So
0: Exactly. That's my point right there. So you're it. thinking okay. that they just you're thinking that they're just gonna make sense all the way through. Hey, this is who he is. We're telling you he's the king of dragons. He, so he and no, he's no, no. just gonna sit okay, on the okay. iron throne and ride into the west and, and be okay. No, there's no way. It's Maybe not gonna happen.
2: Maybe it won't, he won't sit on the Iron Throne, but I do still think that he is the one that's pro- – I still think he's the one that's prophes- – that they're talking about in all these prophecies. However, whether he survives is or – It's I'm telling you. Jendri's <laughs> G- a <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: Jendri's going to be Lord of Storm's End. or That or he's dead. <laughs> one or the other.
2: I don't know. He's going to go back to being a- us.
0: Both of you guys are subscribing to the obvious. Not not so much you, Andre, but but really Di- Diane is just like, hey, Dang. this is who they're presenting. And so this is what I'm going to believe. It's not Nothing ever happens that way from the very beginning.
2: All I'm from saying the- is that I think. John just think called you he, basic. I'm saying. I know, I know. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying that I think that he's a Zora high. I'm not saying that that means that he's going to have a happy ending or that he's going to sit on the Iron Throne and be the king of Westeros. I'm saying that I think he is Azora high and he is the rightful heir to all of Westeros. I'm not saying that everything's going to be, you know, rainbows and butterflies with his ending. That I will give you guys like yes, it it may be a twist and we don't really know what his fate is, but I do still think that he is Azora high.
0: Even this episode had a serious twist. Like for instance, all of a sudden now Cersei knows she's going to lose, so she's taking a whole different route to defeat um, Daenerys. And we don't know what and we don't know anything that she's planning at all. But we know it's going to be highly effective, whatever she's planning. And on top of that, we also n- realize that now people are starting to turn from fighting each other to fighting the to Walking Dead or whatever you want to call them. So that's a that that'll bring a whole another level of um, reshuffling of the deck.
2: Yeah, I, I think that Cersei is going to do some sort of red wedding type of thing where she sort of pretends to be making compromises and get along, getting along with Daenerys and that whole group, and then she ends up stabbing them in the back when they're her guests or something.
0: Cersei is going to kill those dragons. I am. sure that we've been given that those dragons, all of them, she's going to wipe them out and then she's going to tell Daenerys I'm the one that did it because we've been given now that these dragons are, you know, unstoppable. They're the, the, you know, they're in war. No one one can stop them. And Cersei is going to wipe those
1: dragons off the face of the earth. I'm 100% sure of that. What you guys think of the fact that Cersei said can we appeal to Tyrion? This is the way at the beginning of the episode. Um, she kind of like finds out that Tyrion didn't kill her son. And she tries to manipulate Jamie, Like, hey, can we work on Tyrion towards our side to kind of manipulate Daenerys? I thought that was really interesting. Yeah she, yeah, she said it half-heartedly, but yeah.
2: I wonder if that's her master plan, is to get at Tyrion. Because she knows, I, she knows that Tyrion he still has a soft spot for his family. Despite everything, he still is a Lannister, and he's still, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I, she can exploit that, so something might happen with that.
1: Oh, oh, you know, okay, as far so, as drop-the-mic moments, what? I had another one. When Jon is talking to Drogon, or in touching Drogon, and Jon doesn't die, and Jon and Daenerys have a moment where she realizes... You know, maybe there's something more to John here, even more than I realize. Drogon trusts him. Maybe I should.
2: Yes, that was. It's kind of it's kind of like when you're a girl and you bring guys over to your your house or apartment and your your cat or your dog just hates all of them. And then all of a sudden you finally bring home that one guy that, that your pet loves and therefore it makes you love them because your cat loves them.
1: That got really personal really quickly.
0: I know, right?
2: I'm like,
1: that escalated. Quickly.
0: Are you reminiscing there? Did happy. you like? Did you like leave us?
2: No, you didn't. You didn't like date various girls who like hated your dog or your dog didn't love. And then all of a sudden, you dated a girl and like your dog was all about her and it made you love her a little bit more, right? When
1: I was like dating my wife, me and her dog like hated each other, and then he wound up dead,
2: and, and you, now we're
1: married. Let me tell you something.
2: Oh, your wife. Never
1: mind.
0: The person yeah. now, the per, the person I was dating. The, the the cat needed therapy after we started dating.
2: <laughs> Are you still dating her? She was like,
0: no, no, no. She was like ripping out her hair and like, we need oh, to put her on medication after we started dating.
2: <laughs> see, you weren't, see, you weren't meant to be because cats know they know when it's meant to be.
1: So you're saying cats know, but dogs don't?
2: No, no, we I mean, could be a dog as well, cat or a dog. But I'm saying that—that's what this scene with with Drogon reminded me of. Because when Drogon showed affection to Jon, you could tell that Daenerys was like, "Ooh, I like him more now."
1: But in this case, it means so much more well, than just like plain old trust. It's like, "Hey, there's something about this man that has a connection with dragons. What is that connection?" She's playing that in her mind. But right. you could be right. Yes. Oh, well, I'm about, so about to get X rated.
0: So, whoa, okay. One second, one second. I, I'm about to get X rated. So, we have kids listening, kind of tune this out. But to me, I thought she was getting like really hot.
1: <laughs> that's not X rated. That's like PG thirteen.
0: Well, you know, the thought, the thought. I'm talking about like soaking hot. That's what I mean. I don't
1: wait, know what so, that means. I don't know what you mean.
2: Wait, so just go- kidding. Going back, going back one sec. You, you thought that, or you took that scene that. She- to me and more that she recognized that there was something special and targaryen ish about him
1: maybe he didn't jump she didn't jump to targaryen ish but there's something that is special or innate about him
2: okay
1: yeah but you know, remember remember Tyrion uh, had that moment with uh, I don't remember which dragon it was but in the uh, in the cells at marine in under the right. pyramid she wasn't there for that she wasn't around she was like hey I'm friends with your mother um, but this is the first time she's seeing it from somebody else. Like it's not like Grey Worm and Masande and the Rocky Rocky like approach the dragon. It's you know, they don't. They stay away, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is the first time she's seeing it. And so right. she's probably wondering why.
2: Yeah, this is true.
0: So this episode was informational. It moved a lot. It, it it moved a lot of characters forward. Actually, it also eliminated a lot of characters, and we have said goodbye to the Tarly and the House of Tarly. Well, not the whole house because we still have no, Sam. We got Sam. Um, we've yes. also we've also yeah we've also said goodbye to the um, thought that Cersei could win the war through sheer. Through sheer might, which I think is excellent writing, because that's not Cersei's game—winning uh, the war through sheer might—but her game is more of a cunning, um, surprise attack that you don't know. So I think yeah. they're being true to her person, to her personality. Um, in addition to that, we saw that the uh, reunion of the of the actually, I think the best male fighters in, in all of Westeros going coming together for a mission. I mean, what do you guys think? The guys in the end.
2: Yes. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely. I don't know if all the best fighters, you know, bronze not in there, but uh, yeah, absolutely. The only
2: thing, the only thing that makes me sad is that you know that we're going to lose a couple of them, like you know? Gendry,
1: for example. He's dead <laughs> <Like> meat. Gendry. <laughs> King Gendry is done for.
0: Right. D- just know this: if he comes back, <laughs> don't cringe too hard, okay? Or uh, don't don't cringe too hard. All right, if he comes back, and, and also I I want to celebrate. Huh?
2: I don't know. I was going to say, what was during our last podcast, there was like some bet made that someone was going to buy a family meal. <laughs> a meal.
1: I know for, I'm getting dinner. That's all I know.
2: Like, what, what was that over, I, John? Do you remember?
0: No, the bet was, um, it was one of my prophecies saying that, um, that either Cersei was going to, the Sons of Harpy were going to come back or something like that.
2: Oh, no remember what it was. It was you. It was me versus you, uh, Jamie or Tyrion killing Cersei. Which one was it? You were saying uh, Tyrion. I was saying Jamie. I believe.
0: Hey guys, guys! I got, I got, I got the funniest uh, tweet. It just came across my timeline. It's from uh, Nick Gorney at Nick Gorney, and he says the plot twist is Littlefinger has an alliance with the Army of the Dead, and he plans to wed zombie Caitlin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god. That's a good one. I
1: mean, I don't Ladies want to get gone. into it too oh, yeah. much, John, but you know about zombie Kate, uh Catelyn Stark, right?
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, uh, yeah I, I read about that and okay. I don't um I don't subscribe to that because it's just kinda of too weird, but should I subscribe to it?
1: I mean, I mean no, talk no, no. about that on the next podcast. When we when we delve into the weeds yeah, later okay. this week, we'll talk about we'll we'll bring this point up.
2: Yeah. Lady Stoneheart, to be discussed later.
1: Hashtag Lady Stoneheart. Yes. Lady Stoneheart. Lady Ruthers. Stoneheart.
2: Yes. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, what do you guys expect or what do you guys want to see next week? Next week's episode. What are you most that, excited I wanna, about? I want
1: to see that big battle you watch by the sea. Like I think, I mean, we. I don't. If you saw the trailer for next week, you teased it a little bit. We didn't see anything that wasn't in the north. I think. Episode 6 is going to be all in the North. Nothing but the North. Nothing but the Wall. Winterfell and North of the Wall. I'm excited about it.
2: Yes, I agree. John?
1: I
0: like I like seeing John battle White Walkers because it seems as though they have this kind of love relationship and respect for John. And John but, but they'll kill him if they have to. But it seems as though John always has a way of Outsmarting them, and I, I like seeing John fight. He's one of he's one of my favorite fighters. There, I'm also looking forward to Gendry doing his thing.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to Gendry. I, of course, you are. He's gonna die
2: he's for a noble
0: cause. Friend. No, no, I'm looking forward to you guys like just totally like just flailing around when he's come back to the to you know to the wall. You know, you know, all all in one piece. Um. I have a new character that kind of dropped to my hit list, who uh, who I can't wait to die is uh, Sir Braavos. Um Sir He's Davos? really getting on what? my nerves. Yeah, oh Sir Davos, God. yeah. Sir Bravos. I love it. No. Are
1: you serious? <laughs> no no Sir Davos is not going to die. He's going to be handed to the king. No, no, he
2: can't. He's the best. Because
0: every every scene he says, "I'm not good with a sword. I'm a punk," you know, this that, and the other and all this other stuff. I'm just like ah, tired of like you. I'm also.
2: Like the kind grandpa, you can't hate him.
0: I'm also happy we didn't see uh, Melisandre. Was that, that her name? This episode,
1: yes. yeah, yeah, she's gonna be I'm, back I'm glad she wasn't... next season. She'll be back.
0: No, I, I want her to just like just fade off into the sunset somewhere. and yeah, so you're back, she's gotta day. come
1: back to the strange country and die, just like Rarese. She said it.
2: I think we'll see her again, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And um I'm I wanna see the um I'm tired of Littlefinger. I I'm really tired of that character. Oh, I
2: agree. Um, so annoying.
1: Something big's coming. Littlefinger's got, got his iron every in the pot. Episode. Oh my god. It's gonna be episode seven. Not gonna be this next episode. It's gonna be episode seven where we find out what his intentions are. Yeah, I'm a little tired of his character,
0: and and, and so I, I want something to kind of wrap up with him. I I just, I just want him out the way. If there's one character that can get out the way, it'll be him because he's always such a, a wild card. Um, and I don't know why people tolerate him as much as they do. So anyway, so you guys, okay, let's wrap it up. And, um, Andre, what time is it?
1: Now it's time to drop the mic.